Welcome to Clean Slate by Desjardins, a podcast where there are no awkward money questions. I'm Jessica Morehouse, and in each episode, we're going to be taking a look at the turning points in people's lives and exploring how young Canadians are answering those big existential questions about their journey and their finances. Some questions I'm sure you've got at home just as well. Now it's time to go beyond the money and see how they impact everything that we do. Clean Slate is by Desjardins, a cooperative whose mission is to enrich people's lives. They are about more than just money. They are a financial institution that believes in the spirit of community. And today I'm talking to Tessa Garcia. Welcome, Tessa. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Love your jacket. Love everything that's going on. I, I guess we had the same idea yes. in mind when we came here we today. Did. <laughs> Which love I'm a twinning moment. Hey, I love a twinning moment, especially <laughs> for someone who I don't know anything about fashion and you do. And I feel like I got it right this time seeing you come in like that. I feel so. like we nailed it. <laughs> we definitely nailed it. Hashtag nailed it. Hashtag nailed it. Well, I'm so excited to have you here to talk about some really exciting things about your journey and, of course, my favorite topic, money. So let's kind of dive in. And uh, I'd love to know a little bit about your background and how you got into the world of fashion and then eventually start your own company called Miha Boots. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I'm... 32. I've got a son back at home in Vancouver, um, married to my husband, Danny, and I've kind of always, not always, but I kind of started um, uh, more around 2012 and getting into fashion and uh, content creation and things like that. And I basically started as a uh, content creator on Instagram when Instagram first came out mm -hmm. a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I decided to launch my first business, which was cake for breakfast. And that was a jewelry line. And I did that for a little while. And then it transitioned into a graphic t-shirt line, which I had for a while. And then I started doing more into clothing. So I started a brand called Max the Label that uh, was a women's clothing line. Um, and then eventually I started with Miha, which is a women's boot line. So it's been a journey. So what uh, inspired you to start Miha Boots? Because it's, it's it sounds very different than your previous businesses. So what... Uh, was the motivation to start a boot line? Yeah, so I've always wanted a product. Like I mentioned, I had the clothing previously. Um, the with Max the label, the clothing was manufactured overseas, so it was it was very far. I never really had like a strong tie to the story or the brand. I never really had a strong story for the brand, um, so I could never really put my whole heart into it. I always knew I wanted something that was manufactured in Mexico. My husband's from there, so um, I always had that in, in the back of my mind that I eventually wanted to find something that I can make in Mexico. And Danny and I, we travel to Mexico often. So I found our manufacturer's products while we were there and we would purchase them, bring them home. People would ask where they were from. And that's when we decided to reach out to the manufacturer and work with him to create Mija. Um, Mija is essentially a, um, in sort of endearing term for daughter in Spanish. And I started it when I was pregnant in 2019 and this is this is before we knew that Cruz was a boy I was like you're really <laughs> messing with the branding yeah um, <laughs> but um yeah and uh and yeah we we contacted his name is Antonio he's one maker it's like a very you know 
handcrafted rustic techniques and he is one man with a family that makes the boots out of Leon. Leon is very famous for their leather goods and um, yeah he is uh, he he works really closely with us to to develop the the shoes and we just recently launched a, a new cowboy boot uh, Miha which I'm in love with and he kind of really helped to put that together for us, which is amazing. So you've had a, a few businesses and obviously had to make some pivots. Uh, I kind of, I'm curious, was money the deciding factor in when you decided, okay, this business isn't working or was it just kind of, uh, I'm not really passionate about it. Like how big was money in terms of your decision-making process? Um, I feel like it was pretty equal in both passion and the finances of the business so I mean it was a lot of fun but at the end of the day when you crunch the numbers things weren't adding up and I was like it's time yeah it's time if a business isn't making money I think that's a hobby a really expensive hobby yeah (laughs) yeah um as someone who's had some failed businesses I I can relate so you said that most of your businesses prior were were kind of on the side little side hustle um but with Miha Boots you were doing it full-time at what point did you know it's time to leave the full-time job and dedicate all of my time and energy to this business? Um, I mean, I don't know that there was ever really a, a moment where I knew. I was, And it was terrifying. The day oh, I went yeah. in and quit, it, I was terrified. And it was right before we got married. It was like the worst timing. But I just knew that I wasn't being fulfilled mm-hmm. at my current job. So I knew that I wanted to just take the risk and see what happened and that's what we decided to do. I mean, we were, we were living at my parents' house, so we had at least that stability of not having to pay rent or a mortgage or anything yet, so that was good, but um, yeah. So you're kind of in a good position to take a few financial yeah. risks, and now they've clearly paid off, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, and I think Danny and I really are kind of, we bounce off of each other, so I always knew I had him if I, if I, if I fell mm-hmm. and I didn't succeed and I failed. Um, so yeah, he was amazing to have as well. But but speaking of that, because I know a lot of people listening um, may look to you and like, wow, she's achieved so much. I would love to start my own business one day Um, or or even, you know, you're also a content creator. Uh, You know what, you know, I guess is kind of a starting point. I mean, you know, financially, you obviously need some money to kind of get started, especially when you have a product like boots, which aren't cheap to produce. Um, where do you start with that? Did you kind of create a budget and save up money and then, you know, pay for everything yourself? Did you, uh, you know, look into lenders? How did that process look like? So, um, I'm a firm believer in like the tortoise Mm. situation. So build slowly. Um, so, for example, again, with Cake for Breakfast, I started slow and just kind of like built the business as the sales were coming in. Kind of same thing with Miha. I'd probably say, yeah, there was like a small initial investment um, and I just ordered a very small quantity. Just I like to play things safe yeah. <laughs> um, and then just kind of gauged the people's interest in it and then started to grow from there. I have made that mistake before with Max the Label where I did make a big investment in the business initially and then kind of didn't really see the outcome I was hoping for in the end. So I've gone back to the mm. kind of just slow and go. Yeah. Well, I, I'm curious too, do you buy like the inventory and then hope it all sells? Or do you kind of do a, a pre-sale to see what your numbers will be in advance so you can kind of make sure that you sell every product? Like what's, you know, uh, what's your way to make sure that you do get a return on your investment or break even at least? Yeah. Well, again, initially with Miha, I would order a very small quantity. Um, also, because I simply wasn't able to keep them in stock. They kept 
kept selling out, so I was posting them for pre-order. So I was able to gauge, mm. you know, the interest and the purchasing um, from there. And it was nice kind of because I was able to, if I saw the pre-orders sold out, I could order more mm-hmm. um, and like send a new order to the manufacturer. What other kind of costs are involved? Because I, I think especially with a, a product-based uh, business like yours, you know, there's potential refunds, there's shipping costs, there's employees, there's manufacturing. What kind of costs uh, could be involved if someone wanted to start a product-based business? Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything. Like you said, like shipping is a lot. (laughs) Shipping is a lot. Um, Obviously, packaging, marketing. um, Yeah. And if you have any sort of employees. um, Yeah, it's 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 a lot. How do you keep that all organized? Like, do you do you do it yourself? Do you hire someone to make sure all the accounting is all good? How do you make sure everything's like on track every single month? Um, I do a lot of it and then we have, um, I have my assistant that helps me as well. And then we have our accountant that helps us as well. Um, yeah. Have you learned a lot too, in terms of like keeping all of your finances organized from some of your previous businesses that you're like, okay, that didn't work or this is a better system to keep everything organized? Uh, yeah, yeah. I definitely have learned a lot along the way. Um, and I've, learned the importance of having um, a good accountant on your team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same with my husband. My husband's also an entrepreneur. He owns restaurants and he, him and I have the same accountant that we work with and she's amazing. And yeah, we learned those lessons along the way. <laughs> so we kind of touched on some of the lessons that you learned from your previous businesses and this business, how it changed, how you're managing your business finances. I'm curious, has it also changed how you think about and manage your own personal family finances? Um, yeah, I mean, um, like I said, there have been lessons that have been learned along the way. (laughs) Um, and, uh, again, both my husband and I have just realized that it's how important it is to just stay on top of things. And if you kind of like let things fall through the cracks, even one little thing, and then they just compile into a big mess at the end of the day. So I think if anything, we've learned to just like really get on top of things and try to stay as organized as we can, or else it just turns into a a big mess. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Do you have kind of a a strategy or a system in place? So like, do you have a budget, for example, or do you have like certain savings accounts for certain purposes? What is, what does that kind of look like for you? How do you keep it all? You know, I feel like a lot of people feel overwhelmed with the idea of the business finances and the personal finances. Yeah. I mean, obviously we, we'd keep everything kind of separate and, um, both my husband and I are, we like to call ourselves balling on a budget. So, um, we have kind of more expensive taste but at the same time we know that there is life that we have to pay for Mm -hmm. and now we have a son um, we bought a house and it's so important to kind of know how much you can spend and budget yourself and keep things where they need to be Um, yeah Mm-hmm. Has your, um, I guess, spending patterns changed over the course of the past few years, especially as like the world has changed and, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, high interest rates and rising costs. Has that kind of uh, changed in terms of your business spending or your personal spending? Yeah, definitely. Um, like I mentioned, we've we bought our house recently mm-hmm. and um, I've learned that houses are uh, expensive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our house is uh from the 70s so mm-hmm. we had to rental the whole thing and so that's kind of where uh, most of our money has gone for the past yeah. two three years <laughs> and obviously now we have our son as well so 
you know, daycare costs and all that stuff um, have to factor into our daily spending. I bet. Yeah. I bet. And also, I guess, looking into the future, because you, you mentioned you have a son, uh, how, how do you plan for kind of future costs or even, you know, future housing costs, you know, future college fund, retirement? How do you also make sure you're dealing with today and then also kind of looking, making sure that you're going to be set up okay in the future as well? Yeah, well, I, I have this imminent fear of what if one day people either stop going to Danny's restaurants or stop buying boots or stop looking at my Instagram yeah. page. <laughs> <laughs> and so I always have that fear in the back of my mind. So I'm very conscious of like putting money away mm. for the future. And uh, yeah, obviously as much as we can away for crews and uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have a little fear your motivation <laughs> yeah. to do the right Motivated thing and to fear. put some money aside for you. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm curious, I, I kind of asked you a, a little bit this, but what is your overall vision moving forward? Either, you know, with your, you know, kind of family finances, with your business, what is your kind of five, 10, 20 year vision look like? I mean, I'm really content with how things are going right now. Um, I know we chatted previously briefly about um, the Kylie Jenner's and uh, you know people that create these brands that become these huge successes and I'm really content with where I'm at and with where my brand is at and I just hope that in the next five ten years I can continue with the path that I'm on and continue to provide a nice life for my son and um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I- I always love talking to entrepreneurs to see, you know, do you have this huge vision of becoming like that billionaire or do you want to kind of keep it small and contained so you can have more freedom? So one of my kind of final questions to you is when you think about success or the term financial freedom, what does that mean to you? What is that? You know, is that something that um, you're, you're still working towards? Is that something that you've already achieved? What does that mean to you? Again, I think it just means whatever your own personal happiness is. So if if that is, you know, what is going to make you the happiest, having that brand that is everywhere and um, like huge growth in your business, then that's amazing. And if that's what you seek as your success, that's amazing. Um, I just find that for myself, my what I deem as success is just going to be my own personal happiness. And like I said, I'm content with how things are. Um, I have my son in daycare three days a week. So that gives me the opportunity to work. And then I get also, um, two days at home and then the weekends with him as well. So I feel like it's all about balance. And I feel like at the moment I live a a nice balanced life. I'm able to come and do things like this, (laughs) which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I feel like my own personal happiness is what I kind of identify as success. Mm -hmm. I'm curious too, uh, just to kind of, uh, take on to that has your vision changed? Has the idea of success, like when you're in your 20s, changed now that you're a bit older, you have a family? Has it shifted? Yeah, I think so. I think back in the day, I probably was like, yeah, I want a brand like how Kylie Jenner has. (laughs) I want it to be everywhere. I want to explode. I want everyone to own a pair of Miha boots. But I just, your your priorities change as you get older and as you go through life and as kind of like things come at you. So yeah, it's, it's changed. (laughs) All right. Final question for you. What would be some of your kind of key advice for anyone who wants to maybe do something similar to you or just wants to start their own small business? What are some things that you wish that someone told you when you were just getting started? Um, I feel like just to just do it, (laughs) you know, um, I, I've seen so many people, I've come across so many people that are just crippled by that fear and they're just 
so scared to start and that's really all it takes is to just start and maybe you're it's small at first but you'll grow and if you find you know your niche and your audience and um, you really believe in what you're creating then it will all sort of kind of fall into place and um, it will come together so yeah I would say definitely just just start and I guess also since this is part of your journey too it's okay to pivot to change direction and to fail yes don't be afraid to fail yes that's part of the journey of success yes exactly like like I said I think also people are afraid to start because of the fear of failure as well and um, obviously failures are going to happen it's inevitable Mm -hmm. and it's all about lessons and learning from them. And like I've said, I've had multiple businesses before this and they've all come with a lesson. They've all come with knowledge I've taken away from them. And it has led me to Miha, which yeah, is amazing. Well, thank you so much, Tessa, for joining me for this podcast. It was a pleasure hearing your journey and getting some amazing pieces of advice. Thank you. Thank you. See asking questions about money isn't embarrassing. Is it? All you have to do is start the conversation. I made this podcast with Desjardins because they believe you have to start early to build a solid financial mindset. Good habits make for great results. There are so many interesting stories that can teach us about the big questions on our minds these days. It is important to talk about them without taboos or judgment. I hope you enjoyed what Tessa had to say. Click to listen to the next episode of Clean Slate by Desjardins, the institution whose mission is to enrich people's lives and build community. For now, I'm signing off, and I hope you'll join me for the next one.